Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. We will review Michigan's spring football game. And is there any hope for the Jawan Howard era at Michigan? That and more in the season finale of Michigan podcast next. But there's going to be one team that's going to play solely as a team. No man is more important than the team. No coach is more important than the team. The team, the team, the team. Looks deep for Anthony Clark. Waits for it. Yes, Clark. Hey, 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 you can't be a hard state. Now what? Brady gets terrific. Closer, get it. Touchdown, night again. Schultz, just before Brazil got it. And the leaping interception by Woodson. Harbaugh back to throw over the middle. Caught by Closer. play as a team and the old season is over you and i know it's gonna be missing again I'm Steve Dace, and welcome to the season finale of Michigan Podcast. Don't worry. Who knows how long our hiatus will last? Probably not that long, maybe through April. That's about it. Then we'll be back with more of the mediocre content you have come to love and rarely share right here in our audience. Just kidding. We have grown tremendously, and we are very, very uh, proud and and honored uh, for each and every one of you that tunes in here every single episode, especially you Bucknuts. Yours are the best clicks of them all. So let's get to it as we review spring football for Michigan. Michigan held its spring game, the first Big Ten program to culminate spring football practice, which is only fitting because Michigan has been the first place Big Ten football program now for two years running and is it favored to make it three in a row. By the way, do you know how many uh, times Michigan has ever won three undisputed and unshared Big Ten championships in a row? The school with more Big Ten championships than anybody else? Never. 
Michigan's never done that before, but is attempting to do that this year. Do they have the team to do it? Well, let's review some thoughts. Overall, I thought this was a perfect, just about a perfect spring game for Michigan. Had several top guys out like Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards, and more. Uh, Michigan had ended up drafting what was left. Uh, And then you end up with a very competitive and physical game to show off some impressive depth. And most importantly, nobody got hurt. Like it had been real worried they held a draft and one team dominated the other. It was back and forth the entire game. On specific units, the the offensive line may have played without four guys. When you count the Arizona State transfers, not in school yet. The Stanford transfer is hurt. Uh, Trevor Keegan and Zach Zinter uh, set out. So that could be four starters on Michigan's offensive line that did not play. And then you end up dividing what was left with the draft. So you don't have the kind of cohesion up front that you would want. Uh, and, and you could see that, especially with pass protection, man. The defensive coordinator, Jesse Mitter, didn't show much mercy. I mean, they, they were still blitzing a ton in the game. And every quarterback other than J.J. McCarthy was live. And then probably after the game was kind of open, that wasn't the case, particularly Jack Tuttle. Uh, because Michigan's, Michigan's defensive front uh, uh, and pass rush. Uh, was pretty unblockable most of the game. Let's talk about them next. When you look at Michigan's interior defensive line, there's a reason Kenneth Grant, Gant, I should say, was the number one overall pick, uh, But and he was good. Rayshon Benny, in particular, was nearly unblockable most of the day. The Coastal Carolina transfer, Josiah Stewart, showed some get-off as well. He flashed. Really, Michigan's defensive front just took advantage, showed no mercy on the shuffled offensive lines. No mercy at all. They were in the backfield for most of the game on both sides of the ball. Now, as for the backup quarterback battle, I mentioned uh, Jack Tuttle, the Indiana transfer. I really appreciated his moxie. He got off to a good start, but he was too loose with the ball as the game went on. I thought uh, Davis Warren really outplayed him, actually, as the game went on, especially when you consider the game-winning drive that he orchestrated down the stretch for the Wolverines. I thought he threw the best balls of any of the backup quarterbacks. But I will say, The young quarterback I'm the most intrigued by is Alex Orgy, who, of course, is part of the uh, RG3 Orgy in the end zone uh, clip from last year that went viral. But this is a very impressive physical specimen. He's got a big toolbox. Now he's very raw, similar kind of really to Joe Milton. And so uh, I think you'll I think, though, you're going to see more packages with him this year than we did last year. They did have some packages for him already as a true freshman. That's always a sign that they think there's some promise there. I think we're going to see him even more in those kind of goal line, short yardage, red zone, running quarterback situations. At running back, Benjamin Hall, I think he was perhaps the most least heralded recruit in an unheralded recruiting class, but he showed a lot of patience and instincts uh, and vision for a guy that didn't carry it a lot in high school. I mean, he was the third string running back on his high school team in Georgia last year. Now that team is loaded, but he also didn't get a lot of reps. He did not look unpolished at all. Um, I thought he reminded me, actually, if you're a bit of an old timer now, I'm going to be 50 this year. Kind of reminded me of a young Jesse Johnson. You know, that squatty build, patience and vision. Looked a little bit like that. I thought he was really impressive for the Wolverines. Peyton O'Leary absolutely abused the former walk-on. I think he still is a walk-on wide receiver. Just abused the Michigan secondary all afternoon. He wins the, uh, the, the Grady Brooks Memorial Spring Game MVP this year. Now, who knows what that means when we get to the fall. I mean, last spring, Jimmy compared him to Cooper Cup. 
Jimmy said he had a Cooper Cup-like spring ball last year, and then we barely saw him during the season. Maybe this year will be different. We shall see. But uh, he tore Michigan's secondary a new one. And, of course, O'Leary's gain was Amarion Walker's loss. The youngster, I thought, struggled throughout the day in his first live action at quarterback, cornerback in front of a crowd. Uh, this did not look at all like the switch that Mike Sainra still made a year ago where he looked like he belonged right away and then was one of the best defensive players in the Big Ten last season. I think Amarion Walker still has some developing to do. Thankfully, he's got time to do it. The big question I think that remains here is the kicking game. Now, right now, Tommy Doman is handling all of that. His punts looked more than adequate on a breezy, chilly day, uh, but he wasn't pressured. We didn't see him attempt really any meaningful field goals at all, and he's taken over for arguably the greatest kicker in Michigan history and Jake Moody, and right now he is slated to handle all of the kicking duties. So there's a lot riding on him because overall, there were a lot of impressive athletes that were on the field for this one. Lots of guys that pass the eye test, a lot of depth in this program. This is a football program that is humming right now. Uh, and looks like a team poised to compete for a national championship, something Michigan has not won since 1997. So it was the best of times talking Michigan spring football. When we come back, the worst of times. Where things stand with Jawan Howard and Michigan basketball with Hunter Dickinson's stunning departure. And now Kobe Bufkin is gone to the NBA. Jed Howard is gone to the NBA. And Jawan is looking at a complete and total rebuild and not a lot of time here this offseason to do it. We'll discuss that next. All right. We let off with the good news. Now, hopefully that was a spoonful of sugar that made this medicine go down. Let's talk the bad and where things stand for Michigan basketball right now. And I, I, I've seen a lot of people comparing what Jawan Howard is facing to what Jimmy faced in 2020. And I want to spend a few minutes talking about why they're nothing alike. Um, first of all, Jimmy at least had an established track record of coaching success. That Juwan does not have. I mean, to this very day, Jim Harbaugh is, if you, for coaches that have coached a minimum of four seasons in the NFL, Jim Harbaugh, I still think, has a fifth or sixth best winning percentage of all time. I mean, Jimmy was literally six inches away from winning a Super Bowl, had his team in the playoffs three years in a row. It's not the same. There is no pre established track record for Juwan Howard compared to what Jimmy had. Jimmy also had his own coaching identity to revert to when he was cornered, right? So he kind of went back to his roots. He went old school. We just did bow ball, but that he grew up playing, but we just did it out of more modern formations and with, you know, athletes that he recruited. We have gone through four years with Jawan. He has yet to establish an identity. He was known as a defensive assistant in the NBA, but his teams haven't played defense here in the last two years. Third, there's been a different point guard here every year that Juwan has been here as well. We don't know what Juwan Howard's coaching identity is because he has yet to establish one. So he doesn't have like some roots to go back to the way that Harbaugh did. Uh, Jimmy was trying to figure out how to get over the hump with a program that he built. Juwan has proceeded to tear down and, uh, 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 and broken uh, uh, the program that he inherited which was already at the top of the heap. So again, the, the circumstances aren't similar whatsoever. Jimmy was trying to reboot the culture with the existing roster. 
Juwan now with Hunter's departure, Kobe's departure, Jets' departure, he's got to completely reboot his own roster. And he needs to have, it's one thing when you've got an entire offseason from January until September to build a culture with guys that have been in your program for a long time. That's what Jimmy had to do. Now, that's not easy, taking nothing away from that. Juwan's task is much harder. He's got to reboot the whole roster. And when you look at the way the college basketball offseason works, he's really got about 90 days here to do it. And that would also require him overcoming perhaps his biggest weakness as a coach, roster management. I mean, I think we've recruited 12 power forwards. None of them have been any good. So he's got to master what has mastered him, and he's got to do it right now, roster management. And he's got about 90 days. I mean, this this roster's got to be in place by July 1. That's it. And we're off. And what you've got is what you've got. Good luck. I, I don't think it's the same thing at all. I don't. Um... What Jimmy did here to reinvent himself, it's one of the greatest coaching turnarounds in recent college football history. However, what Jawan has in front of him, that, that's, an, that's an even taller task. I mean, I, I wish him well. I loved him as a player. I want him to be successful. But he essentially has to overcome all of his weaknesses at once to save his job. That's not easy. Because when you look at what Jawan Howard has done here, outside of one good opening weekend in the 2022 NCAA tournament, Jawan has accomplished nothing here without the foundation left behind by John Beeline. And that foundation now is all but gone. Jawan has one more st- a season to establish his own, or there will and, and should be a coaching change. If Michigan doesn't make the tournament next year, there will be a coaching change here. I mean, consider he hasn't coached without Hunter Dickinson for three years. He's won one Big Ten tournament game in his career, and he got thrown out of it. He's got one win ever in one possession games. I mean, this is... This is a lot more difficult than what Harbaugh had to pull off, and what Harbaugh had to pull off was very difficult. Wish him well. I just, I don't think the odds are ever in his favor. This week's Twitter poll results, hey, that's my opinion, so we asked you, do you believe John Jawan Howard can still turn it around at Michigan? 72% of you said no and agree with me. 28% of you said yes. I hope you are right because I'd like to have fun watching next season. I'm just not anticipating it. Which brings us to our feedback of the week. Since this is our season finale, there's been a ton of breaking news here in the last week uh, that we want to cover as much of it as we can here on our season finale, including Michigan has now launched the first of its two lead NIL endeavors. This one is a nonprofit for football that should net uh, the average Michigan football player roughly $40,000 a year in so- I'm, so- I'm sorry, uh, uh, name, image, and likeness. We're going with that. In name, image, and likeness. And so this goes to Garbo, who responds with our feedback of the week. It's a good start. Between all these efforts, we should have a decent, quote-unquote, base salary to show recruits. I don't know what you're talking about, Garbo. We're not, we're not doing base salaries. These are just, uh, it's just name, image, and likeness. That's all it is. Just NIL. It's not a base salary at all. Just NIL. Keep that on the down low. NCA is coming after us for buying hamburgers. All right. All right. That'll do it. Thank you so much for being a part of the show again this season.
Really appreciated all of you. Um, and you guys make this so fun. Love hearing from you. Love the comments, um, the, the feedback on Twitter. You can follow us there on Michigan Podcast. You guys helped us to grow again this year and, and shared the link. You liked, you rated, you subscribed, you five-star reviewed. Um, whether it's right here on YouTube or on iTunes and elsewhere, please keep that going. We will be back with a new season before you know it. The college football preview magazines will be out before you know it. Juwan Howard's going to have a roster or not before you know it. So be patient. Enjoy a little bit of time off. Thanks to each and every one of you fellow Michigan fans. Help us to find more Michigan fans just like you. And until we see each other again, which will be imminent, go blue.